ESPN 97.5 and 92.5 proudly present The Killer Bees. Definitely a fan of The Killer Bees. Don't sweat the technique. Live from the Mobile Veritex Community Bank Studios at the Decoy, here now are The Killer Bees, Joe Blank and Jeremy Branham. Oh, hell yeah. You about to get all stung up. Joe George filling in for uh, Blankers today. He's DNP personal reasons, but he did call in a moment ago. That was nice of him. Uh, 713-780-ESPN. Why is Blankers not here today? As we go straight out to our HRNP guest line, being joined now by our favorite guest of the week as far as I'm concerned, Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports, ParamountSports.com. He hands you out winners each and every week. How's it going today, Lee? How are you? I'm good. I'm good. It's going to be the last time that we convene until the Thursday before the Super Bowl. So a little sad in a way, but, uh, you know, there's only really NFL and some bowl games and everyone's taken off. So we'll, uh, we'll reconvene then. So, uh, excited, excited about, uh, the NFL's been a fun year, but crazy. I've never, I've never seen so many ups and downs on all these teams and, uh, we're going to just try to keep rolling. Had another winning week. We've only had two losing Sundays the entire year. It's pretty good. Pretty good, Lee. Yep. I, I'm more than a little sad. I'm heartbroken, so I don't really appreciate you diminishing it and downgrading it like that. <laughs> I'm going to miss you greatly. doesn't sound like that feeling is mutual. Uh, uh, well, you- <laughs> I'll, miss, I'll, miss, I'll miss doing it. <laughs> we all need, need a little time. It, it, I, I will say this. Doing the bowl games, it used to take me 20, 25 minutes a game. It's taking me almost an hour per game now because – just figuring out who's in and who's out as far as through the transfer portal and also turning pro. And there's still a bunch of guys, you know, Jaden Daniels and, and Marvin Harrison, they have not even uh, divulged their status. But I can't see uh, guys going in the top ten in the NFL draft playing in a bowl game. Yeah, it's a weird time. Bowl games, I think, are not nearly as important as they used to be. But those college football playoff games are still big. And I want to start there. Yeah. Uh, Michigan okay. and Alabama in one of the semifinals. Uh, Michigan, the number one team in the country, one-point favorite yep. over the Crimson Tide. Alabama, weird into their year. They barely beat Auburn, yep. who lost to New Mexico State, but then they beat Georgia in the SEC title game to get them into the playoff. Well, what do you make of this game? It's a hard one to a handicap, I think. Yeah, sometimes when a team finishes so well, you, you only remember that last game. But they had troubles even dating all the way back to South Florida, and they got beat by Texas at home when they were really never in the game. Do I think Michigan is unbeatable? No, but I think their defense is better than Georgia. Always thought Georgia was overrated, just played two real good games this year. Michigan's run defense, number six in the country, giving up just 87 yards per game. If they're able uh, to limit the run, it's going to make Alabama's uh, passing game with Jalen Milrow a much tougher way to move up and down the field. I think Blake Corm is still very underrated. One point last year, I thought he was the favorite to win the Heisman. He's 100% healthy and playing at a high level. J.J. McCarthy making all the throws. And even like third and five, third and six, a lot of times he'll run for the first down, get enough yards, get out of bounds, not make uh, a turnover. And how about this? Michigan, only 26 penalty yards per game, which is number one in the country. Alabama under Nick Saban. 8-20 Eight and twenty versus teams that average forty-two or fewer penalty yards per game. I know Michigan has lost the last two years in the semifinals, but I think this year they get over the hump here. I like Michigan here, twenty-seven twenty. 
And, Lee, we have the uh, the other game that night, January 1st, Texas versus Washington. Obviously, a lot of people here very interested in that game. Texas, mm-hmm. a four-point favorite. Quinn Ewers has played pretty good this season. Going to be back in school next year, but going against uh, yep. Penix and Washington, how do you feel this one's going to play out? Well, what's interesting is Washington became more balanced as the season progressed. Not that their offense got better, but more balanced. And Dylan Johnson became somewhat of a threat running the football but this Texas defense, giving up only 80 yards per game rushing, number four in the country, I think it's going to make it really tough for them to find holes to run through. And once you get inside the 20, that, that pass defense of Texas, the windows to throw balls are very, very tight. So I, I think the Texas defense will play at a high level. Both teams, good offenses. Washington ranked 11th at 37 and a half points per game. Texas 16th at 36 and a half points per game. But once Texas gets the ball, and if they get the lead, I think they're just going to run the football with that excellent offensive line that's still underrated. And as you mentioned, Quinn Ewers, I mean, he looks 100% coming back from that shoulder injury, and it's going to be a home field advantage. It's going to be 80-20, Texas fans to Washington fans, and even bigger if they make the uh, championship game. I like Texas, 38-28. I'm still bitter about a bad spot in a very particular game that that team played in. Uh, it's Lee Sterling joining us on the yep. HRP guest line from Paramount Sports, ParamountSports.com. Get all these great plays. Shift it over to the NFL. You've been so good, Lee. Uh, the AFC is a it's a giant mess after the, the mm-hmm. top teams. you have. It feels like every team in the AFC is 7-6. and six. A couple of 7-6 and yep. six teams play in Indy. Uh, the Colts welcome the Steelers into town. The Colts are two-point favorites. Lots of injuries on both sides. What do you make of this one? It is, and, and both these squads fighting for that wild card spot. Steelers dropped one. Uh, they couldn't afford to on Thursday versus the Patriots. Just fall, fell behind too, too, too much too quickly. This is uh second home loss here to a two-win team in the last five days here. The Colts had their four-game winning streak snapped, only had two wins in the past 12 home games, have not protected the home turf. I, I think Pittsburgh's going to come up with some takeaways. Just when you think they're dead, they come back and play. Uh, so I think their receivers need to make some plays down the field, need to push it more down the field instead of being a little too conservative. But if they get two takeaways, I think it's game, set, match. And Moss, the running back for Indianapolis, starting to get worn down without his counterpart. Taylor uh, helping him carry the load here. I like Pittsburgh. Wrong team favored in a barn burner. Pittsburgh 16-14. to we got uh, Baltimore and Lamar Jackson versus Trevor Lawrence in Jacksonville Sunday Night Football. Uh, one of the best matchups we have this weekend, Lee. So many bad quarterbacks and backup quarterbacks yep. playing this weekend. But at least in this one, we, you know, we have two division leaders right now. How do you see Baltimore versus Jacksonville going down on Sunday night? So I, I thought Jacksonville made a mistake by playing Trevor Lawrence. I, I mean, I even have been fantasy. I'm like, I'm not playing him. I have two of my three leagues. So, um he just was not himself. I, I think he took some type of pain medication just to play in that game. He had three interceptions. He was sacked four times in Cleveland. Probably should have waited till this week. But uh, this just smells like one of those games that you know it's going to come down to to a, a field goal. And if that's the case, and it's Justin Tucker winning it, three and a half points is a lot. I think both teams have a lot of weapons on the offensive side of the football here. And uh, Jacksonville actually plays really well. That was the first loss on the road uh, the entire season. So Justin Tucker, just the ultimate weapon inside the 50-yard line here. 
Jacksonville. I think they're going to have to put some pressure on Baltimore. Baltimore got lucky last week. I mean, they were, I thought the Rams should have pressed it. They could have won the game. They played to tie the game to send it to overtime. And that missed block in the back in overtime on that punt return was absolutely awful. I think Baltimore is going to win 24-23, but I'll take the three-and-a-half points here in Jacksonville. Lee Sterling, Paramount Sports, ParamountSports.com. Uh, the Texans are in a big one in Nashville against the Houston Oilers. Uh, they're they're yep. calling the game. They're billing the game, the Texans versus the Oilers. But lots of playoff implications here for the Texans. 7-6. and six. They lost a stinker last week. Not only did they lose it, but they lost their quarterback. C.J. Stroud, yep. questionable. Questionable might be. Uh, putting it lightly, I would say he's a long yep. shot to play. Uh, this number's been growing. I think it's up to three currently. Uh, how do you make uh, this old Texans and Oiler matchup on Sunday? You know, if he played, I probably would back uh, the, the Texans here, but it looks like he's probably not going to play. I mean, missing now possibly his top two receivers, backup quarterback. I mean, the list, you mean the, the injury list with the, the questionables, the outs, uh, Texas, I just think it's just too much. Are they going to play as bad as last week? No. I mean, the conditions were partially to blame uh, last week. Just some, Sometimes when things go bad, everything happens at one time, and the Jets probably played their best game of the year. I, I think they're going to play hard, but you know, without their leader, I think it's going to be too tough. Uh, Tennessee might have turned their season around uh, with that. I thought their, their secondary probably played a little over their heads, and it helped with Hill not playing in the second and third quarter, but... Uh, I think Tennessee is starting to turn the corner here. I like Tennessee here, something like twenty-four, fourteen. All right, Lee. So you know, before we let you go, you know, I, we know that you're going to be stepping away from us for a little bit. You know, before you uh, you come back before the playoffs this coming uh, in twenty twenty-four. Tell yep. our listeners where they can find you. A little bit about the free play you got going on. Just tell us all about what you got going on at Paramount Sports. How about this game, Buffalo and Dallas? I think this might be every week. It seems like there's a game of the year. This could be it. So if anyone wants to get it for free, just be one of the first five callers. Call 800-400-9741. I've got a real strong opinion on this game. 800-400-9741 to get Buffalo and Dallas on me. And what a year it's been. We've won 12 of 16 weeks overall. College football in the NFL only had two losing weeks on Sundays. You want to hop on board. Now is the time. We call it Double Down December. Three weeks of the NFL through December 31st. There's 36 bowl games in the next three weeks. We'll probably have selections on 20 to 23 of those games. So uh, we've had an incredible year. Normally it's 397 for Double Down December. Lower the price just $197. Get every single selection. And then also UFC. I mean, this is probably the best card of the year. There's 14 fights. Uh, the 11 of the 14 are priced at minus 285 or less. Just shows you uh, great fighters. I mean, almost every fight has at least one or both fighters are ranked. Uh, stacked card. The first card on not the preliminaries, the uh, early pro- pro- prelims is Randy Ruboy Brown. He's usually a guy that on like a, a, a fight night is second or third fight uh, from the top. So it's loaded. And we have seven selections, including a very rare. 50-unit major wager best bet there. Seven selections, $57 for Saturday night. So you want to hop on board, check it all out, ParamountSports.com. And I want to wish both of you and your families and your staff and all the listeners out there a happy, healthy, and a safe holiday. 
You too, Lee. That was very nice of you to say. I wish the same thing for you, and I can't wait till we talk again. Even though it doesn't sound like you like talking to us a lot. Did he just hang up? Yeah, maybe. maybe we'll, oh, maybe, I thought maybe, Lee hung maybe, up. Maybe, maybe if Houston makes the playoffs uh, or some big games come up, we'll we'll, we'll uh, reconvene sometime in January. All right. Sounds good. Sounds good, Lee. Happy holidays, my man. You too, guys. It's Lee Sterling, Paramount Sports. Head over to ParamountSports.com. Lock in those winnings. All right, when we return, Cron, not the Houston Chronicle, but Cron.com made an interesting hire over the uh, the last couple of days. Lots of uh, backlash on the hiring of a young lady named Leah Van. Is this justified? Is it Bush League? We'll discuss. It's the Killer Bees broadcasting from a very loud decoy in Spring Branch on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. Insert random audio clip now. Mr. Campbell, send out a the amendment is acceptable to the author. Is there objection to the opposite amendment? And the chair has done the amendment. Members adopt it. Back to the Mobile Veritex Community Bank Studios, live at the decoy, and your favorite drive time sports talk, the Killer Bees. Here they are, Joel and Jeremy. No Joel today. DNP personal reasons. Why is Blankers out today? Somebody says he's looking for a property in Lambeau. Somebody said he's back looking for a video at uh, Blockbuster. I think the only Blockbuster's in Oregon. He might not be back for a while. Uh, 713-780-3776. HRP listener line, 713-780-3776. So, thecron.com, which isn't the same thing as Houston Chronicle, uh, Houston Chronicle, back in the day, I think they're owned by a company called Hearst Media. Hearst Media, back in the day, like over 10 years ago, they created their on like an online version, made it cron.com. They went over like for years, they operated together, then they broke apart. Now they're in different newsrooms. They're still owned by the same company. It's very weird, but it's like two different companies that are in the same umbrella but don't operate out of the same newsroom. They're really not related at all, other than at the very, very top, Hearst Media owns them. Sure. So that's kind of the, the background on Houston Chronicle and Cron.com. Cron.com has always been an online kind of magazine. Um, it's been, like, non-subscriber. They probably make ad revenue, things like that. They went uh, viral. In fact, I think Cron.com is probably going to get the most impressions they've ever had in Cron.com history. By uh, thousands and thousands and thousands? Yes, probably. They hired a, uh, a lady by the name of Leah Van, who happens to be, she happens to be a Rangers fan. And while the Rangers were playing the Astros in the ALCS, she had a thing or two to say about the Houston Astros. Uh, there was somebody who tweeted at her, it's time for people to stop hating on Altuve, just appreciate his greatness. Uh, she said, no. Somebody said, Leah, that's beneath you. And she said, I don't need to respect cheaters. Yikes. So you can imagine how that goes over whenever she's now being hired by Cron.com to be like their, I think it's like digital astro reporter or something like culture astro reporter, something like that. Yes. So she's being dragged right now. Lots of mean things are being said to her. I DM'd her yesterday, actually, seeing if she wanted to come on the show. She denied. She said maybe when the season starts and I have like stories and things I can stand on, she doesn't want to come on the radio for this. She wants to come on the radio for her work. Which I can I can respect. I, I do I respect that decision. I understand that decision. I don't disagree with that decision. I understand, but at the same time, you you are you're ten you're that's a fifteen yard penalty you are starting this game off with. Uh, I mean these these fans are were ruthless last night on social media. Yeah. And 
It was it was pretty brutal. Like it was funny. Like the first thing I saw was Colin from Apollo. He tweeted like first story. I bet you will be about like how great Altuve is and how he changed my mind. And I was like, what the hell is this guy talking about? It took me a while to figure out like what the story was, and then I found her tweet. Everyone just like going at her, going crazy. It's a bad look. Like it, a couple things. Like if you're applying for a job and you're interviewing for a job, you probably should like scrub. I don't know that stuff, but also, and like, I don't want to be, I don't want to be treated like Leah at all. No. But last night, most of you proved that Jeremy Booth was right. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> I, I thought that, look, and even AC, like I love Clanton. Like he knows I love him. He's one of my best friends. Um, like, even though we don't work together anymore, I miss him. But like when I saw he got a hold of her tweet. Last night, I was yeah. like, "Oh, he just made this ten times worse." That's that's the first place that I saw it. Yeah. That's the first. That's what, that's what made it uh, like jump out to me. Um, I'm not a big believer in like cancel culture. Like, it's almost like what I feel that they're trying to do. Like, oh, y'all need to take back this hire, which yeah. to me is like crossing the line a bit. I'm not a big believer in cancel culture. Now, I think she should probably address that. I think she should probably address it. Maybe it is her first article. Maybe it is I was wrong about this. Here's why I was wrong, and all these things, which would be great. That, that, or double fine. down. I mean, they would get clicks. It would get impressions. It would get engagements. I guess let's see what cron.com's doing. Like, one of two things I think happened here. I think cron.com either didn't vet it or I think they don't care and they knew it was going to get attention. Like, to me, it's one of the two. I don't think there's any in between. I don't think there's anything else. Either it was not vetted or they vetted it. They don't care. They think it's going to be attention-grabbing. And it's kind of what their website's built on. Like, the whole website was built on the fact that we're trying to get people to look at our website. It's how most websites are built on. Let's be honest. Yeah. Like you need attention. You need attention if you're in this space. So I'm curious to see which of the two ways it went. Now, I think it's I think it's fair to, like, hey, address this. Like, hey, can you talk about this? Hey, can you – one, you're wrong. Altuve, like, 100%. didn't take part in the scheme. And on top of that, this wasn't the only scheme that was operating around Major League Baseball. And it does seem like she's uninformed on that or just doesn't care because they were playing in the ALCS. So I totally get that criticism. I, I totally think that's fair criticism. I, I went through the comments on some of these, though, and I think that you mentioned Jeremy Booth, like the Astro fans crossing the line. I think this would happen with any fan base, for what it's worth. I don't think the Astros are unique in that a few bad apples ruin the bunch. I think I this would happen. I, I don't think this is specific to the Houston Astro fan base. No, this would happen in New York if they hired somebody who said that you know Aaron Judge was a fluke and she came from Boston. Like the same stuff would ha- actually probably happen worse. So I don't think that this is unique to the Astro fan base. No, I don't think so either. Like, and, and that's why I said like you have to you know take responsibility for your own tweets if you're going through a process like this. Like. I'll use just as myself as an example. If a radio station in St. Louis called me, I would have a lot of work to do because of the things I've said about the St. Louis Cardinals in my life on Twitter, <laughs> I'm sure. I don't even know if I have, but I hate the Cardinals. I despise the Cardinals. But, like, I'd have a lot of work to do to, like, go through and find all that stuff because you just you have to prepare for this reaction. And when you're going to call someone a cheater, when you're going to say that – I think it was Abreu hit Mitch Garver, and they also found that one that she said it was deliberate – in the playoffs, which like it clearly was not. Oh, really? Yeah. So like it wasn't the only. I mean, she's a Ranger just, fan. You can exactly. Tell. Like, what do you expect to happen from a Ranger fan? Yeah, I don't. Um, the thing is, like, I don't need a journalist to be a fan of the team. Like, there's a lot of people saying, "Well, they should have got somebody from Houston. They should have got somebody who knows the." Like, why? 
Like, that's not the job of the journalist. That's not the job of the person covering the Astros. Yeah. The job of the person covering the Astros is to be as informative as you possibly can and, like, you know, get some stories, get some, some juice or whatever the case may be. Like, you don't need to be a fan of the team in order to do that job at a very, very high level. In fact, Chandler Rome gets crushed for not being an Astro fan all the time. And they will openly tell you, Chandler Rome and Brian McTaggart, a native Houstonian, they don't care who wins the game. Like, they'll flat out tell you that because they're impartial journalists. So yeah. I don't care really where her fan base is from or who her rooting interests are for. Now, should you address the Altuve thing, I think that's totally fair. I think it's fair as an Astro fan to point it out and to be critical of it. Now, I don't think it's fair when you start crossing the line and there's certain tweets like, boo, bad word, you, bad word. Uh, yeah, good luck, bad word, at Lee Van Sports. Uh, hopefully we run this bad word out of town. Yeah, like, that's where I think they pushed it a little bit. Look, like, again, this is not representative of the Houston Astro fan base at all. It's not representative of the sports fan base in this city. I don't believe that at all. These are a few rotten apples that are ruining the bunch. But if you're this type of person that's, like, trying to run her out of town or adding her and, like, saying all these awful things to her, you're a terrible human being. Yes. And, like, and look, and I'll help you people out that, like, that don't want to read her coverage. Go look at Michael Schwab's Twitter account. Go look. Go listen to Locked On Astros. Go listen to Bonda's tweets. Like I can give you a million different Twitter accounts that are going to just take whatever the Houston Astros say, and no matter how bad it is, they are going to fanboy and fangirl and tell you how all of it is just wonderful and great, and not tell you the truth. That's not this person's job to like call for someone's job because yes, they have a stupid opinion, <laughs> but that's the thing. It is a stupid, uninformed opinion in which we all know she's wrong. It's just ridiculous. Like, but. I I think this and like what I think is also unfair to her is that the vitriol should be at directly the cron. And I'm not saying like the cron should respond to this by yeah. letting her go, but like it is their decision. She's just doing her job and being a fan of the team that she grew up watching. Like I think it's it's their responsibility for making this decision, not hers necessarily for just being who she is. Fan base going to defend uh, Jose Altuve. There's no doubt about it. Junior Bronco says that she's Asman 2.0, redhead that hates the Astros. Yeah, I mean, like this station <laughs> let Jake go basically make that clear, and I love Jake at times. But, like, I mean, it's – we'll see. Hopefully not. Hopefully not what? Hopefully not Jake 2.0. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting. King of Twitch says, uh, Branham, you're high. Chandler is not impartial. I wonder which way he means by that. They think that he hates the Astros. Because most people think that Chandler has a grudge against the Astros because the Astros tried to get Evan Drellick fired. You, I and don't, yeah, I don't, I don't know Chandler well enough to really comment on that. I would guess not, though. I, I know Chandler a little bit. I mean, he used to come on the show every week that I used to produce, and like, I don't feel like he hates the Astros. I feel like people don't like Chandler because he tweets things like about Disney Princess Night when it's at Minute Maid Park and he says how stupid he thinks it is. <laughs> and then people get all butthurt about it. Like, I, I don't think Chandler hates the Astros. I think he tells the truth. And, in fact, if you actually read Chandler's stuff, since he's been done with the Chronicle, where they didn't let him tell any real stories, he is the best journalist in this city. He tells the best stories. He has the most insight of anyone that covers any team that writes for a living. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Uh, 2284, that's what's so annoying these days. A bunch of keyboard warriors that have no consequences for what they say. All she did was get a job. That's, uh, that's true. I'm not going to read that text. Uh, where is Blankers today? DNP personal reasons. This guy says uh, Blankers is telling a story to a bum on the street. And he starts it with when I was with the Rockets. Mm. And then uh, 8863 says he's got a 
you got a sore belly. All right, 713-780-ESPN. Where's Blankers today? Also, Bad Take Boulevard when we come back. Who makes the list this week? A top Bad Take Boulevard. You can suggest some as well. 713-780-3776. Killer Bees broadcasting live from the Decoy in Spring Branch on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. You're hooked up with it. You hooked up with it. You decided to marry it. I told you I wasn't into it. You said it didn't matter. So many bad takes on sports. What do you do with all of them? Only there is something in your head to control the things you say. Well, the killer bees use them to build an actual street where they can get run over for all eternity. 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 What's that street? Bad Take Boulevard. All right, who are we putting on Bad Take Boulevard this week? Who makes the list? 713-780-ESPN. HRMP listener line, 713-780-3776. Killer Bees live at the decoy uh, in Spring Branch. Your place to watch football this weekend. Your place to enjoy happy hour each and every day until 7. Your place to watch the fights with no cover charge Friday and Saturday as well, including UFC with a great card uh, coming up. This guy wants to put me on Bad Take Boulevard. Uh, it's a good thing if the Texans get spanked in the playoffs. Not exactly what huh. I said. I said it would be better for the Texans to get into the playoffs and get spanked than not make the playoffs. I think there's valuable lessons that you can learn uh, by that. Seven of the last ten Super Bowl champions made the playoffs the year before. Only three of the last ten missed the playoffs the year before. Uh, to me, it's a growing pain. To me, it's a lesson learned. To me, it's a, okay, this is what the playoffs are all about. And that's better to experience it, even if you get hammered, than to not experience it at all. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think it's a bad take. I think it's a bad take to put you on Bad Take Boulevard. Thank you. I think it's a bad take for Alex to try to put me on Bad Take Boulevard every day. Yeah. Uh, and the most time he's right. 5605 wants to put you okay. on Bad Take Boulevard. He calls you Highway Joe. Highway Joe must be on Bad Take Boulevard. He was saying that it's against the law for the Texans not to play CJ if he was medically killed. That's Clear. not what I said. Kind of was. You said the NFLPA would fight back at the Texans for not playing a guy who was medically cleared. I think they would if CJ took it to them. If CJ went to the no union chance. and said, I want to play, what are they supposed to say? They fight for player safety. Though. I know. Like, look at the TJ Watt situation. Like, the TJ Watt situation is fascinating because he also cleared the sideline return to play procedure. And then the next day went to Steelers, you know, headquarters. Like, hey, I'm concussed. I have these concussion symptoms, and they placed him in the protocol. Yeah, I think people are over analyzing what the uh, the one on the sidelines means. Yeah, like that's not the it's, protocol. It's pretty quick check. That's it's very simple. Like it, it's a return to play procedure, and you look at baseline testing that you've asked them in the past, which isn't hard. Like, what's your head coach's name? What's your middle name? What day of the week is it? What's your yeah. favorite color? They ask these things beforehand, and they're checking your eyes to see if your pupils are dilated. They're checking your balance, and they're making sure your neck's not broken. Like the return to play procedure is not all that complicated, and it's really not that hard to beat. It's not that hard to beat at all. Uh, Wheatstraw says, bad take Boulevard, anything on the highway to hell on the afternoon show? Agreed. Yeah, I mean, I guess. I guess so. All right, I'm going to put uh, this guy on Twitter, on bad take Boulevard. Uh, someone tweeted yesterday. Oh, you got this. the Texans and the Oilers playing football on Sunday. He says, hot take. The Texans would be better right now if Will Levis was their starting quarterback over C.J. Stroud. You the just made Titans the list. got the best quarterback in the class. Look, you know how I felt about Levis in the pre-draft. Uh, there is no doubt about it, though, that C.J. Stroud is the best rookie by far. Uh, Will Levis is Will Levis hasn't been that good. Like he had an incredible debut where the defense didn't know anything about him. Huge once, win last week. Once they started game prepping for him, he's not been good. And then last week he had a good game again. He's had two. Decent game. First one was great. The last one was pretty good. 
everything in the middle was awful. Like, C.J. Stroud was an MVP candidate up until about two weeks ago. So, like, that, that's one of the worst takes I've ever seen. And this is coming from a guy who liked Will Levis pre-draft. Yeah, I don't understand how you anyone can make that assessment, honestly. It, it makes absolutely no sense that you would say Will Levis and the Texans would be better off than C.J. Stroud and the Texans. Why? No, I, I think it's just a Titan fan trying to get attention and clicks and all of that stuff. What do you got for uh, Bad Take Boulevard? Okay, so if you guys didn't see the news, the NFL is expanding in 2025 to eight international games in the season. Is that a bad take first? Eight of them? I don't mind international games. In fact, I want to see, I want to see 16 international games. I feel like the most they go would be like 14. I think they could eventually get to 16. You think why. so? Here's why. Right now, every team in the NFL plays 17 games. Okay. So it makes for this imbalance home road where some teams are playing home, some teams are playing road. I think ultimately, the NFL doesn't expand, that they want eight home games, eight away games, and one neutral game. Yeah, I could see that. So I think that at some point, they're getting, maybe they're not, I mean, maybe four of them are in Mexico. Maybe there's a couple in Canada. So we're like, these international games aren't that international. Like, they're still international, but they're not as far away. Yeah. I think they eventually get up to 16, 16 times 2, because you got to have two teams playing one game. That's 32. That's your way to get uh, one neutral game for every team in the NFL. Yeah, the only argument, I think, for just doing, like, uh, 13 or 14 games is what buys go through week 14 now in the NFL, I believe. Yeah, there was buys this past week in the final fantasy football regular season week of the year. We, I'm in a league that used to do two two-week playoffs. We had to cancel it because we had buys during the playoffs. It couldn't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think you could go up until like that last bye week because I like the idea of everyone playing a game or most of the teams playing a game followed by a bye week, even if it was 16 games but doing it within a 13-week stretch. Uh, but here's the, the bad take. So the Bears were the only team that voted against this in the entire NFL. But what the bad take is is George McCaskey, the Bears owner, he said this, quote, We have generational talents coming in. They want to see Josh Allen coming in. Fans want to see Patrick Mahomes coming in. They want to see Jalen Hurts coming in. They want to see Tommy DeVito. You just made in. the list. His argument to not play international games included Danny DeVito. See, I was I just pulled up their schedule real quick. I was thinking, okay, maybe the Bears have the Giants coming up. He doesn't want to tick them off. They, he doesn't play the Giants, though. They go Cleveland, Arizona, Atlanta, Green Bay. Yeah, including Danny DeVito in that list is uh, asinine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a bit wild. That would give me a lot of fear if I was a Bears fan. That's why they don't allow Cool Cat Cow to talk on the microphone a It'd whole lot. It'd be nice if, they, uh, if the Bears followed that. The, the, is, he, is he worse than Cool Cat Cow? I think he's one of the worst owners in the NFL, for sure. Really? Yeah, I mean, look who they are. They've been in the NFL longer than everyone besides the Packers, or they're the two oldest teams in the NFL. They haven't accomplished anything since 1985. They've had one Pro Bowl quarterback since I was born in 1992. They're probably going to keep Justin Fields and give him a contract extension. He stinks. Yeah. I still understand why these owners just can't hire good people and get out of the way. I guess it takes a smart person to hire a good person. Like, or a smart person. I guess that's part of the problem. So, Bears owner, you make the list. Uh, the Shohei Otani prediction. This is, uh, I think, MLB trade rumors. They predict where the free agents are going to sign, and they predict the value of what they're going to sign. They're, they predict their total value. So, they guess that Shohei Otani, I want you to guess this. Have you looked at it? You haven't oh, looked at oh, it? No. Nope. So, Shohei Otani signs a 12 year deal, was their projection. Guess at the dollar figure on their projection. 12 years. 12 years. years 12 years. Projection. Hmm. 450? No, they said 528, which okay. is not you as bad as 450. You just made the list. But 528 over 12 when he got 700 for 10. Wow. They were off by $172 million. What's 
528 divided by 12. You think what's funny about that? It's $44 million, which is what his CBT is, basically. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good I think point. That, I think that needs to belong on this list. Whoever yeah. allowed this to go through in the collective bargaining agreement, like... This whole Shohei Otani contract is a total joke still. I, I, I still can't believe that this is allowed in Major League Baseball. Tax uh, guy Greg got back to me, and he was telling me that uh, he said the general consensus is that uh, he will defer most of his federal and California taxes for 10 years. Since he's a cash basis tax player, he doesn't pay the tax until he receives it. He's assuming the risk that the Dodgers don't go bankrupt and never pay him. The way that I read that is that he would owe the taxes to California once he gets the deferred payments. That makes sense. That's what. That's the way I read it. I yeah. just going to follow up just because I'm not that smart. Did you see the opt-out? Yeah, where if it's Friedman or the guy who's like the controlling owner. Yeah, he can opt out of his contract. I predicted that. Like I, when it, that's Friedman's, interesting. Friedman's not the GM, but he's like the VP. Yeah. And I tweeted whenever I read that. I was like, well, if I'm the GM that's negotiating this contract, why wouldn't I throw that in the contract? And now all of a sudden, I've created this job security for me that is unprecedented not in only baseball history. Jobs, what happens when your contract is up? Like I'm, yeah, not, re- I'm not re-signing that contract with the Dodgers if I'm that guy until after it's expired. I'm hitting free agency and being yeah. like, you have a choice. You either give me X amount of dollars or you're going to lose Shohei Otani. I mean, I mean, Freeman is like one of the most respected guys in baseball, yeah. front office men in baseball, who was with the Rays forever, built them up from the ground up. So I, like, he probably wasn't ever going to lose his job anyways, but this does increase job security to the maximum amount. A sneaker freak on Twitter. Yeah, I know what you're thinking. Sneaker Freak had a bad take on Twitter. In all honesty, after today's loss, talking about the Texans, I'd be okay with shutting C.J. Stroud oh. down the rest of the season. We know what we have with him, generational talent. We are pretty darn sure we aren't going to the playoffs. So why put unnecessary miles on him? You just made the list. Sneaker Freak on Twitter. This is the first time I've seen Sneaker Freak on Twitter miss. Usually Sneaker sneaker Freak on Twitter, he always hits. My biggest issue with this take is that it could happen again next year. Like it's been, Well, it's only year two of C.J. Stroud. He got a concussion in week 13. Maybe we should just sit him for the rest of the season because we still didn't expect the Texans to go on a Super Bowl run in year two. So just sit him again. It's, you, you wait till year three yeah. before you're willing to put him on the field all the time? See, I'm on the super conservative side of this. Like, if he cleared, I wouldn't play him on Sunday. I don't, I mean, chances of him clearing were 22%. And it seems like the Texans have already made the decision that Davis Mills is going to be their starter on Sunday, just based on the reports and what we're hearing out of NRG and Kirby. So uh, they've already made that call. I would even go a step further. And, mm-hmm. like, again, I'm being super conservative with the health of C.J. Stroud. I'm not punting on the season, though. I would even go as far to say that if Davis Mills beats the Titans on Sunday, that I would give Davis Mills another start. Like, I might not play C.J. Stroud until I lost another game. And it's not performance-based. It's I'm making sure C.J. Stroud's 100% healthy, and I'm trying to win three of the next four games. Huh. My only issue with that is that, let's say Cleveland does lose to Chicago. Uh-huh. You really can establish the head-to-head tiebreaker. Huge tiebreaker week. games. Good point. That'd be my only counterpoint. If they were playing almost anyone else besides, yeah, like if they were playing, if they were playing Tennessee next week, like maybe they could play CJ next week and then go back to Davis and then go back to CJ for the last game of the season. Yeah, I hadn't really thought about the head-to-head you know scenario part of it. So it's a good counterpoint. To me, it's just I need to make sure CJ Stroud's healthy, and like even that oh, being yeah. the most conservative take on CJ Stroud's health. I'm not punting the 2023 season. It's not fair to every dude in that room. Like, D'Amico Ryans would love to be in the playoffs his first. C.J. Stroud would love to be in the playoffs in his first year. Now, 
No chance to play them Sunday. Like I wouldn't even think about playing them on Sunday. It doesn't, it doesn't seem like the Texans are, which is which is cool. Which yeah, is fine. I, yeah. You said what, the doctor said twenty two percent. Yeah, twenty two. That's for that's the. I'd be shocked. That's the amount of players that have returned from a concussion and played the same the next week in the NFL over however long if they've done that. I wonder how much the Denver hit came into play. Not that the protocol changes, but just like the mindset of team doctors and Casario oh, and, sure. and D'Amico. I want, and, and I mean, I, you you need you need the honesty of Stroud there. Like you need to bring Stroud into a closed door, you know, meeting or whatever. Hey, whenever you went on that quarterback sneak and you were wobbly a little bit, was it your head or was it your rib? And if he tells you your head, now you have to like, eh, okay, well that yeah. that's like a concussion and a half in the last two weeks. We got to be uber careful with you. Yeah, I mean, even just like him. Big picture health-wise, not even just a concussion. I mean, think back to the – ever since the Jacksonville game, every single game he's been getting up real slow. Even the Arizona game. Yeah, 16 like he, sacks he's in four like, games. He's been getting crushed. So I, I get why they would be ultra-conservative in this game, and I just – honestly, I think it's even out of their hands. I, I don't think he'll clear protocols, at least until Monday. The fifth protocol is interesting because it's like team – I forget the exact language on it, but it's like a team session, like contact session. Oh, yeah. Let me just pull up the exact language on it. But what's interesting about it is like it, it, it alludes to like contact, like being able to get through a practice, like a full practice that has contact. But it says that if you don't have any more like contacted practices the rest of the week, you can pretend to like simulate it, and if okay. you clear it, like it's really bizarre. Yeah, the exact language is full fact, full football activity and clearance, which is upon clearance by the club physician for football activity involving contact, the player must be examined by the independent doctor, signed to the club, blah 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 blah. blah. But if you don't have one of those practices left... Yeah, like, what do you do on Saturday? You can just, like, kind of guess. Like, you can do a simulated thing, which you're not going to have real co- hit, physical contact in simulated practices. Hit him with a dummy. Like, it's bizarre. It's really weird how they they phrase that. That's interesting. Because it feels like that would be something you would actually want to have. But there's such little contact in practice anyways. I mean, and you're a quarterback. Like, I feel like that almost doesn't apply to quarterbacks. Because yeah, quarterbacks weird. always have the red jersey on. I know. Like, a quarterback should actually never get hit in practice. So how would you ever prove that for a quarterback? Makes no sense. Know. Yeah. It's really, 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 really weird. All right, 713-780-ESPN. Killer Bees broadcasting live from the decoy in Spring Branch. What sports stuff does your significant other complain about the most? We know it exists. 713-780-3776. What sports stuff does your significant other complain about? It's the Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5. And ESPN 92.5. ESPN 97.5.com on the Chase Long. Excuse me. Excuse me. What? The Killer Bees have relocated their hive. It's at the Mobile Veritex Community Bank Studios, which is currently located at the decoy. Let's join the boys, Joel Blank and Jeremy Brenham. No blankers today. Joe's in for blankers. DNP personal reasons. What are those personal reasons? 713-780-3776. Uh, this guy he says, would you guys play Dalton Schultz in fantasy this week? Need more information, my man. Uh, what are your other options? <laughs> what are the other tight ends you're thinking about? Is it Dalton Schultz versus Brevin Jordan? Is it Dalton Schultz versus a banged-up Taysom Hill? Is it Dalton Schultz versus uh, Hawkinson? I think you got to let me know what your options are. You can't give me a blanket, would you play Dalton Schultz? Although I'm not a really big fantasy advice kind of guy on the radio. Uh, what is your significant other complaint about? 713-780-3776. Sports-related. Like we're not talking about you know all the other marriage and 
you know, relationship stuff. What sports stuff does your significant other complain about? 713-780-3776. King of Twitch, uh, he, surprised he's married. He said that, uh, <laughs> he said my wife complains about Joe's takes. That's not true. You're living rent-free in King of Twitch's uh, brain. I, queen, I doubt Queen that. of Twitch's is thinking about your takes all day. I mean, look, sorry, sorry, King. I apologize for doing that to your relationship. If that's really true, uh, I, I can't imagine it is, but uh, shout-out to her if she's listening. Uh, or you're insane and you're telling her all of my takes. I think maybe option two is more likely. I mean, but... King of Twitch lives in the Twitch, so. True. Again, surprised he's married. Uh, 75 Truth, my wife uh, loves Branham and Blank, but asked... Why I was listening? What I was listening to around one the other day? She said it sounds like the gossip at my nail salon. Huh. So I'm guessing he's on the Twitch listening. I guess it'd be Connor and Beard that he's listening. Does Con- do Connor and Beard sound like gossip at the nail salon? What's interesting is I was doing the show on Monday. So is that also a shot at me? Seventy five truth. Could be. Why is this turning into talking Joe? It could be. I don't know. <laughs> That's a good point. Uh, Coog Blaze says that uh, my significant other gripes about the uniform combination and calls them costumes. <laughs> <laughs> calls them costumes. I don't think that's a terrible take by his wife, actually. I don't think that's a bad take by Miss Coog Blaze. Uh, my buddy Matt is listening. <clears throat> he just texted me. Uh, his wife complains about him about um, com- she complains about a Giants loss bothering me the entire day. She says, get over it because the loss is now impacting her day. I understand that. You can't <laughs> let it ruin the whole day. Um, what about you? What is, uh, what is your wife? What is Dana Oh, I'm, I, I'm like just zero eight nine one, but not even just football season. I, I am every, every day. She doesn't get it. She doesn't get what I do. She doesn't get that like I need to watch games. It's always why. It is. She does not like that. Like I get annoyed on Thanksgiving when, like, I go to her family's house and they don't have football on, and I get frustrated. She just complains about all of it. I love her. <laughs> I love her. But like, I chose to marry a, a non-sports fan. Yeah. And uh, sometimes I have to deal with the consequences. My wife's not not big into sports. Like, she'll tolerate it, but she's not going to sit and watch the games that I watch. She'll she, like it's a big game. She'll she'll stick it out. Like an Astros playoff game, she'll watch whatever. She hasn't had to worry about that with the Rockets or the Texans. Um, her big thing is she doesn't want to watch sports as she's falling asleep. It's like the, she says the crowd, like the, like it's noisy and it, it like ruin, it like hurts her sleep. Sure. Like the whistles or the buzzers in a game, which I, I actually I respect. And like if I'm, uh, you know, sometimes I don't listen. Sometimes I just ignore that and continue to watch what I want to watch. But sometimes I'll go to the other room or I'll flip the channel if it's not a big game. I am. I typically just have given up the argument of like what's on TV. And just, I'm pretty strictly a, a laptop guy at this point. Like, See, like I'll we're do watching, that too. Uh, what are we watching right now? We're watching Manifest. Yeah, I've never um, heard of it. It's the one where, like, the plane disappears for five years yeah, and then they awful. come back. What, did, uh, what channel did it come on? Uh, I think it was ABC, yeah, and now it's Netflix. Net, I, uh, I'm, pre- I'm pretty much out of the uh, the network television programs. Yeah, so it's just at this point now where it's like about when the Astros or Rockets are playing, we watch whatever we want to watch together. That's on TV with the sound on, and then I've got the game on my laptop, either with my headphones plugged in, or that's kind of my compromise. I'll, I'll do that for, like, random games, like NFL games, but if it's, if it's a Houston team, I'm usually watching that with commentary. I usually won't go laptop headphones on that. Uh, what is your significant other complaint about? 713-780-3776. I would really like to get a woman's opinion with a, her significant other. 
what they complain about? I would love to know that. Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six nine four nine seven. My wife hates when she borrows my car, and ninety seven five is blasting loud. I don't know why she would hate that. Yeah, don't stop. That sounds like a. It sounds like a great time. That doesn't sound like a bad time. What at all? One nine eight nine. My wife complains about all the tattoos on basketball players. I can't help you with that one. Hey, I've never we really. Can, we can help solve a lot of these other problems. We can find common ground between you and your wife. We can help fix your guys' relationship. I can't yeah, fix that one. I don't think that ta- I've never really heard that as an issue. You know, like maybe that tattoo wouldn't look great on you, but like yeah. somebody else having it, I've never really heard that as an issue. Uh, 5627, my wife always gets annoyed about my fantasy football talk. She used to play, but not anymore. My kids always complain when I watch soccer weekend mornings. Okay. I can see that one. I did have a heartbreaking moment this last weekend. I don't think wives really love fantasy football talk. No, though. they don't. Like, they don't want to hear fantasy football. They don't want you drafting fantasy football whenever they can see it. Yep. Fantasy football is kind of one of the things that it's better off if, I mean, you're not going to lie to your wife. One time I had a reservation. The draft started late. We had a reservation for dinner. And it's like we were finishing, like, rounds, like, 13 through 15 or whatever it was. Yeah. And I was, like, sitting at the table. I'm like, guys, I got to auto-draft. She's going to kill me. My son said no watch football this weekend, and it broke my heart. Really? Really made me sad. Yeah. My wife, two years ago, whenever we were, uh, I guess it was a year and a half ago-ish, it was right around the time Branham Baby got born, and I, I couldn't get to one of my Dynasty League drafts. Okay. And, I, and like, her mother came over, and, like, they were prepping the house to get ready for the baby. So my wife's, like, nine <laughs> months pregnant. Could like I didn't go because I was scared she was going to go into labor. So she could have been in labor at any second, any second. So her and her mother-in-law are, like, prepping the house for the new baby, and I'm sitting upstairs in the oldest uh, bunk bed doing this draft and feel so guilty. I'm like, I cannot believe this is happening. My nine-month pregnant wife, who could literally be, like, going to labor right this second, and her mother-in-law are doing all this heavy lifting as I sit in a bunk bed and draft a fantasy football team. Yeah, that's I tough. felt like an eight-year-old. That's really tough. <laughs> I felt, but, you know, I finished the draft. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and the baby didn't come, so, like, you're all good, Mike. I, I did finish the draft, though. Uh, Wheatstraw says that I listen to sports radio instead of music when on road trips. My wife wouldn't let me do that. But the only time she'll let me to listen to games. You know, she would let me listen to sports talk. Yeah. I don't. I don't try to though. I'm not. I don't listen to sports talk whenever my wife's in the car because I know she'll listen to our show because she's a good wife. But she doesn't. She doesn't want to listen to sports talk. So I don't make her listen to sports talk whenever I'm in the car. Yeah, I mean Dana doesn't listen to me on the radio uh, at all. Um, So I don't have to worry about that. So she also would not let me listen to it in the car. (laughs) I have found like a bunch of like the like the Barstool Chicago podcast. They do like these like weird like snake drafts and like other non-sportsy stuff mm. most of the time. So I've kind of been like, okay, I like listening to this. She finds it somewhat entertaining. Got to compromise. We'll listen to True Crime Podcasts or yep. Juicy Scoop by Heather McDonald. Sometimes we'll listen to Smartless. Okay. But if the kids are in the car, which is usually music, because a lot of that stuff is, you know, adult talk. Yeah. Uh, 0891, she complains every Sunday during football season. Uh, my wife doesn't like to sleep with sports on too, Branham. I just mute it and we're good. It's a good idea. It's a good idea. Uh, I don't know what this is, so I'm not going to read that. I could get in trouble here. Michael says, my wife doesn't like my attitude after Texans lose. She says, your day might be ruined, but don't ruin mine. That's a really good counterpoint. You got a good one there, Michael. Yeah. I try not to let that stuff ruin my day. I usually don't. I get I, My day, I would say my fantasy team losing 
upsets you more than than like if the Texans are Astros. Now, if it's playoffs, it's a different story. Has your wife? If they lose a regular season game, it doesn't really hit me. I really don't care that much. Ever seen you like devastated? Uh, probably, yeah, probably, probably uh, Astros playoffs. Like no, f- no, 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 no. The, my biggest sports, like, emotions, U of H stuff. Yeah. More than, like, anything else. Mine is the first time Dana and I watched a game together, like, at my apartment. Yeah. What was the double doink? The double doink. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, the double doink. Yeah. When the Bears. Ooh. Off. Yeah. How was that? I was. I, she just looked at my face. She's like, are you okay? I was like, nope. Nope. <laughs> I, like, I was like, this is one of the worst moments of my life, and I want to punch things, the, uh, and I can't right the now. First, the first game that we ever went to together was game seven of the ALCS in 2017 <laughs> when the Astros beat the Yankees. And then we watched the World Series together. And, like, this was before – this is whenever we were just dating. So, like – like, maybe she yeah. brought happiness into my life. Yeah. Like, she thinks she brought happiness into her, her, my life with her presence. Yeah, oh, that's true. She brought happiness into my life because it was the same time the Astros' golden era started. Sure. The, the most that she's seen me devastated from sports probably is whenever Houston lost the Elite Eight matchup to Villanova. Yeah. Like, I, I, was, I was crushed. Oh, when you came home? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, she went up there actually to watch the game. She was oh, okay. there. And so, like, we, were, we hung out. We stayed the rest of – like, we stayed the night there and then hung out Sunday, and I was – I was in a sports depression there. Yeah, not fun. I was in a sports depression there. All right, what else? Uh, what do you do that your wife, your significant other, could be whoever, just whoever your significant other is? What do you? What sports stuff do you do that she complains the most about, or he complains the most about? Uh, the the Houston Texans have some huge free agent decisions to make with their own. Some contracts are up. Guys like John Grenard, guys like Dalton Schultz, guys like Steven Nelson. Um, Pro Football Focus came out with their top fifty free agent class this upcoming offseason and they give some projected deals as well what do these projected deals look like for those three players and would you bring them back on those projected deals 713-780-3776 killer bees espn 97.5 espn 92.5 espn 97.5 and 92.5 home of non-human intelligence non-human exotic origin vehicles that have either landed or crashed We have spacecraft from another species. We do, yeah. 